Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. Limerick Fine Gael TT and Minister of State Patrick O'Donovan is on the line. Good morning to you, Minister. Um, morning, Joe. want to touch on this story first with you, and it's about Glan Bia, and Glan Bia saying uh, that they're deeply disappointed that Antashka intends to appeal the High Court's decision to grant planning permission to Glanbia for the development of a cheese processing plant in Kilkenny. Um, the Taoiseach um, is uh, asking uh, Ontashka to consider this and to cease its objection to this cheese plant. But uh, the Green Party, part of the coalition, have a different view. And in essence, they said that the government and the Taoiseach should stay out of it. What's your take on it? I think the Taoiseach is right. Um, I think, they, first of all, I think it's very important to find out that <clears throat> what Lanby are doing is, is a absolutely essential, integral part of, of rural Ireland uh, and the processing of milk is, is absolutely essential to the way of life for, for, for those of us that live outside of Dublin and outside of urban areas. And I think uh, Antashka, who are a state-funded organisation, should, should know that, that this is an essential rural activity and it must go ahead. Uh, it's a part of the economic activity of Ireland um, and it has gone through the planning process um, and the High Court have ruled. And I think they should accept the High Court ruling. Um, and I think to, to, to fly in the face of the High Court now and to use public funding to do that, I think would would really be would really be really shabby. And what the Taoiseach said in the in the Dáil yesterday, I think, reflects the majority view of the Dáil. And I hope that will be respected. Uh, and I think he has, a, he has an entitlement as a public representative and, and as Taoiseach to articulate a view and I fully support it, and I think it's a view that's long overdue, Joe. Mm. Um, I think it's a view the, the that's held by the majority as well. Ontashka are rarely popular, but isn't there an argument they carry out an important function in our democracy? <clears throat> well, there's an argument for it, but it's, it's a view that I don't hold, to be quite honest about it, that there's a, there's a, there's a view that... I, and I have, a, I have a role at the moment, as you know, as Minister for the OPW, and I have been in touch with you uh, and with many of your colleagues in local radio stations up and down the country... And it's not relating to that organisation, but it's you know this is this is an example of it, I suppose, um, where we have uh, key pieces of infrastructure for rural communities, whether it is in relation to milk processing, or whether it's in relation to flood defences, uh, or infrastructural development in relation to roads or housing or whatever, whatever else. Um, and we have we have people that are not from particular communities uh, who just roll into town and object. Uh, and we have to deal with this issue as a society and as a country. Uh, and we had a discussion at, a, at the Fine Gael Parliamentary Party meeting last week where we, we, had, we just seem to have an objector's charter in Ireland at the moment where, you, where regardless of where you come from or, or regardless of uh, you know, your, your position in society, you can just object to a person's uh, application to build a house uh, or um, a company like Glanbia's application for a dairy plant or whatever. Uh, or the after public works application with a county council to build a flood relief scheme and prevent people of having filth and sewerage and dirt flowing through their houses. Uh, and I've spoken at the Fine Gael Parliamentary Party meeting in relation to the uh, process of judicial review uh, and the bar being so low. We're never going to deliver the, the, the infrastructure that's needed for this country while we have the, the, the planning process that we have, which is a clap, it's like a clapped out old banger, Joe, it's not fit for purpose, and this is another example of it, where we have people who need infrastructure. Um, we had Celtic snails and slugs 
and I had an example of it down in, in a flood relief scheme down in West Cork the other day. I didn't, I've never heard of it, but maybe you have, Joe, or some of your listeners have. The Kerry Slug. The Kerry Slug now holding up a flood relief scheme for people in, in, in Chigila and Ballyvourney, uh, where a flood relief scheme being held up because of a slug. Um, and, like, this is the sort of thing that I think we have to call time on in this country, where, yes, we have to have proper environmental regulations, but not at the cost of having people's lives, in some cases, being put at risk when we have the, the type of floodwaters that we saw in Cork, for instance, in 2009, uh, our, you know, day-to-day fear and anxiety of filth and dirt and sewerage pouring through their houses. And you'll never find the people um, that are the ones that are the flood victims um, putting in the objections. There's the ones that can go to bed at night and sleep in their nice, cause warmy beds. Um, that, that'll be the ones that'll be putting in the objections. Not normally, uh, from office blocks inside in Dublin, that'll be warming up the objections. Right. So I think what the Taoiseach has done yesterday, I welcome it, to be quite honest about it. And I think okay. he's finally put paid to the fact that somebody um, at his level in government has, has called out this sort of shambles um, that we have when it comes to... And you can sense, I think, Joe, my frustration in relation to this within in, government. In, indeed. Um, on water charges and the OECD bringing it back to um, the top of the agenda... Um, is there any prospect of the government revisiting water charges? No, in the short term. Um, uh, and, and, you know, I have the scars in my back uh, from your programme and other programmes from the last time when we were in government um, as a coalition and when we were in a minority. And you know my views on it. There's a double-tier system in this country for, for water. A lot of my constituents, a lot of your neighbours in West Limerick where you grew up, have to pay for their water. I think there's an awful in, in, inequity in this country in relation to water. If you live out in the country, you pay for your water. If you live in urban areas, you don't. That hasn't been addressed. It should be addressed. And the reality is the OECD have called out what I said at the time uh, and what a lot of us said at the time. Um, not only have the chickens come home for roost, but they're probably running around the yard now um, and they're telling us what we already knew that Irish water, the funding model, isn't, isn't in place uh, and it needs to be put in place and the charges aren't coming back so the exchequer needs to stump up and the exchequer is going to have to stump up to a much greater degree. But if the exchequer is going to stump up for a much greater degree, it has to take account of Harry Murphy or Mary Murphy in whether they're in Oula or whether they're in Timtoglanton who have to sink a well or connect to... Um, um, a group water scheme which there has never been addressed and which I called for at the time. And you had that um, in the 2016 election when water was the big deal and we had that all-party uh, consensus and I called it out at the time, Joe. I probably was on your show multiple times. I said at the time that it wasn't fair. It isn't fair um, that people in rural areas are still left in the limbo that they are. Uh, they, I know that there are small grants available for, for group water schemes. And the well situation is still not equitable. Uh, and I said at the time that our now coalition partners, um, you know, we were forced into a situation where those people were abandoned. They've still been left abandoned and there's an inequity in relation to it. So from my point of view, we're either all in or we're either all out. But we have a kind of a half in, half out situation. And there's an equity situation there from um, a rural situation that has to be addressed. But our water infrastructure, and the OECD uh, said yesterday, is literally falling asunder and is going to fall asunder for, for 
yeah. generations and, to come. And in Limerick, and, we have particular problems and they're getting worse. Right. And, and one other point, Minister, before I let you go, um, and it's interesting that it's the third item I'm going to talk to you about. And that's the first time I think that's been the case in many, many months. But it feels like there's a bit more hope around the vaccination programme and around COVID cases and around reopening. Yeah, look, I mean, if you talk to anybody this week, there was spring in their step. Um, you know, I mean, I've had a huge amount of businesses this week that, and, and the previous couple of weeks when they got the dates that were contacting us in relation to information, accessing information and things like that, and even meeting people in the street. Um, you know, and I, I was in Kilmallock and Debbie Field yesterday um, and even stopping the people in the street, you could see there's an awful lot of optimism in people and the gloom is lifting. There's no doubt about it. When you see a situation where the HSE and great credit is due to them, uh, to the vaccination centres, the GPs and the, the local healthcare professionals, when we're at a stage where you're vaccinating in excess of 50,000 people per day, upwards of a quarter of a million people per week, we are ploughing p- through people and the 60s and that we're now into the into the vulnerable categories as well. They're now calling people with, say, um, immunosuppressed asthma, things like that are being called. And people are getting phone calls that didn't expect to get phone calls, even in lower age categories. So there is a lot of optimism there. Things are going in the right direction. We didn't expect to be in a situation, for instance, where the government would be talking to our other EU colleagues about opening up um, foreign travel, even at the situation where we are. So there's a lot of things happening at pace I think where we're going to see a good summer, religious practices back, you know, things that mean an awful lot of th- uh, uh, a lot to people's lives. Sport is back, uh, children's play is back, um, people are able to meet in houses where they're vaccinated, uh, you know, outdoor gardens are back. So there's a lot of things that have small things in people's lives, but really I think the economic um, impact is starting to take foot already. And you can see it, um, even the reports from the uh, representative organisations, whether they're IBEC uh, or the Small Firms Association, the tills are ringing um, either online or in shops themselves where people are presenting themselves for appointments. And we never thought we'd see that. Um, And of course, the hairdressers and barbers, um, long overdue for those of us that need to make calls to them. um, You know, and it's great to see that. And the smiles on people's faces as they're coming out. um, And, you know, optimism and hope Hope was the one thing that we would be rift of for a long time. And it's a country like many other countries. And it's great to see it. And, you know, that optimism that we, me and you spoke about many times on the radio programme, Joe. And it's great to see it. Yeah, absolutely. It sure is. All right. Thank you very much for talking to us this morning. That is Minister of State and uh, Fine Gael TD here in Limerick, Patrick O'Donovan. Call Limerick Today now on 461995.